Welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast, a weekly show where we bring you interviews and in-the-weeds expertise from today's B2B experts and thought leaders. You can see more about today's episode and guests by visiting our website at leadersofb2b.com. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. At Content Allies, we turn you and your organization into industry thought leaders. We interview you and your leadership team and then turn those interviews into articles, white papers, videos, podcasts, and social content. Learn more and say hello at contentallies.com. All right. Thank you for coming on the show today, Nicholas. Super excited to have you here. Um, For anyone in the audience who doesn't know who you are and uh, what your companies are, can you maybe give us uh, the 60-second introduction on just yourself and your companies that you're running today? Sure. Thanks for having me. So I'm the co-founder and CEO of Chili Piper. We um, automate uh, everything around meetings. So we solve a very simple problem. People come to a website, they request a meeting, and they get a page that says, thank you, somebody's going to call you. And they're left wondering who's going to call them and when. And that's what we solve. We actually, uh, in real time, uh, qualify the prospect, route to the right people, and connect them on the phone by, by booking a meeting. So that's a company I started with my wife, actually, she's my co-founder, uh, back in 2016. We've closed our air on this year. We raised 18 million. We're growing fast. And in the meantime, I crazily started another company more recently called Cosmo Time, ironically, because I was struggling with uh, managing my time and being productive. And I found nothing better than uh, taking more of that time to do something else. <laughs> Um, it's called Cosmo Time. It's a new take on uh, productivity assistance. So I tried every to-do list out there. Um, to-do list, uh, remember the milk, uh, things, Trello. And I never found them helpful. So I um, took that in my own hands uh, with uh, my co-founder, uh, Martin, who's in Paris. Uh, we decided to... Um, try a new angle where we uh, not only uh, help people list their tasks, but also uh, schedule them in a calendar, block distractions, uh, organize them in blocks, set goals with a certain amount of time spent on it. So it's a very different approach. Awesome. That's super fascinating. And uh, I find it amazing that again, and I'm curious to hear the story of how you go from we're running one company to two in the midst of all of this. But I, I'm curious, I guess, for you, you know, running Chili Piper um, for a few years, and then it looks like, yeah, about like almost going on five years now. And then I guess, like, how did your role develop or like, maybe, maybe let's go through that journey. And then I'm curious to understand how Cosmo Time, I guess, fit into that picture. Yeah, so these two companies, actually not my first companies, I've done companies before. I did my first company in the mid-90s, I worked with John Scully on consumer software. So that dates me both on uh, John Scully and the consumer software. And um, I found that there are different phases in the life cycle of a company uh, that are very different. Um, back in the days, that's the reason why venture capital thought that the same person couldn't be uh, the founder and the CEO longer term because they thought it's so different. And now there's a new school of thought that the same person can change and evolve and grow and, and do different things. So uh, when you start a company like I'm doing a customer time, at first it's all about finding product market fit, right? So it's very much sensing the market, understanding what, what the problem is, how you can build a better alternative, iterating until you do build a better alternative. Um, 
and now at Chief Pepper that we have 18 million dollars in the bank and more than 70 employees, uh, it's a very different equation, right? Because the product of is there. It's about scaling, it's about hiring people, it's about getting processes in place. Um, it, it, it feels like a different job. Uh, it's equally exciting, but but for sure it, it, it um, requires a very different focus. So uh, it's interesting for me that uh, I'm, with Cosmo Time, I'm kind of back to square one, you know, in the early days, product market fit. So now we have product market fit. We, we have people who love, and there's a key question. Uh, this The founder of uh, Superhuman actually wrote a really good uh, blog post about product market fit, and it's, it's hard. Everybody talks about it, but how do you measure it? And he has a really good approach where you survey your users, and you say, how disappointed would you be if uh, um, this uh, product was no longer available? See, uh, and and you get to get more than forty percent very very disappointed. It's actually more subtle than that, but to simplify, um, and so we get there. We we have not many users, but they would be very disappointed. Uh, but then we need a lot more users, so now we have to scale and and, uh, and uh, acquire uh, users. So it's uh, the next life part of the life cycle. It's um, always uh, daunting to think, okay, uh, you know, I want to have a million users, I have a hundred, <laughs> <laughs> how do I get there? But, you know, it's always, it always amazes me that uh, if you keep working on things uh, and iterating, um, then eventually things do happen and, and, and um, there's a lot of focus, it works out. So I'm curious then, um, maybe like, how do you, what does like a typical day look like for you these days? I'm sure that's changed over the years, but um, today, and I'm sure you probably have a great visibility into this with Cosmo Time. Um, but yeah, what does that look like for you? Yeah, you're exactly right. Because I, I, Cosmo Time tracks everything I do and writes in my calendar what I've done. So there's uh, my day currently looks like and how I would want my day to look like, which is two different things. So. <laughs> So right now I'm still in the mode where, um, uh, first of all, I, I've tried to limit the number of meetings. I'm not a believer in meetings, which is ironic for a company, uh, TE Piper, which is about booking meetings, but but uh, it's customer meetings, so those make sense. Um, so I've, I've limited my, my uh, number of meetings, uh, a few on Mondays, like uh, weekly meetings, mostly around uh, sales and marketing. Um, I have one on engineering on Wednesday and then our company meeting every Friday. Uh, I have a few other meetings that are recurring. But what I do find myself is uh, very often answering emails and Slack, even though I know very well from Cosmo time <laughs> that I shouldn't be doing that. It's a very hard uh, thing to do. So now uh, in Cosmo time, I'm blocking time in my days. And, and uh, because um, you have to think, where am I going to be most impactful, right? So at Chili Pepper, now that we're closing in on 100 employees, um, and as I mentioned earlier, it's a different game. Where, where can I have the most impact? And I view the role of the, the entrepreneur as a triangle made of three components, uh, product market fit, go to market, and organi organizational design and growth. Organizational design and growth is both hiring the right people and making sure that the right processes are in place in the company. Product market fit, as I mentioned, you, you, is the critical part at the very beginning, but it's, it's a constant uh, struggle, I would say, not struggle, a journey, a constant journey, because you, you, 
always at a risk that somebody is going to come compete with you. You constantly have to innovate. You bring in new new parts of your product, and some of them traction, others don't. So you constantly focus on that. As for the go-to-market, it's the same thing. It's a constant challenge because when you get uh, you know to ten million in revenues, well. Now you have to get to thirty, right? So, so, so it, it's not over. I, well, that's, I guess that's what makes fun. So these are the three tri- part of the triangle, and what I'm um, trying to do is uh, remove myself as much as possible for the running of the business, like like uh, little problems. You know, just try to not get involved in the problem. And it's very it's very uh, tempting to get involved because often. I have more knowledge or I have a different perspective and I may find a solution that I would like better, but I have to accept that uh, there are people there who are going to take care of things. So now back to your, your question, how do I spend my day? Right now I spend too much time on Slack and Gmail, uh, managing, running things and answering questions. The way I'm, I'm restructuring it is, is blocking time for these three angles, right? So I, I interview everybody, anybody, any new employee I, I've made a commitment that all the way to 500 employees, I will interview everybody who comes at Chili Piper. So I have a lot of interviews. That's the organizational growth. I spent a fair amount of time uh, looking at processes for the company. And then the rest of my time is product and go and, and uh, go to market. So especially now that uh, well, we've already, always been distributed at uh, Chili Piper and things with Cosmo Time, and because we distributed, we work with documents a lot. So I spend a lot of time on documents. So whenever um, we have a question, we write the document, we discuss on Google Doc instead of discussing in meetings, and I spend a lot of time writing and reading these documents. So that's how I spend my day. Nice. That's fascinating. And, and uh, I love that entrepreneurial triangle. That is a, a phenomenal piece there, a way to think about the CEO role. So love that. love that frame. And so with all of this, then like, what is it that keeps you up at night? Like, what is it, you know, that as running CEO, two companies here, like, what are the things that are just like the the constant struggles for you or the hard part of it, I guess? Yeah, I think it can be summarized in one word, uh, which is uh, growth. Uh, <laughs> like the, the famous Paul Graham uh, essay where it's basically a startup is synonymous with growth. If you if you're not growing, you're not a startup, right? If you, if you start a, a a restaurant, that's not what we consider a, a startup. And so uh, it's always a challenge, right? As I mentioned earlier, because whenever you you I mean, you know, when I started Chili Pepper, getting to one million since so far, and then we got to one million and say, well, one day we could get to five million, that would be amazing. And then you pass five million and say, all right, now we get to get to fifty, right? And how do you get there? And uh, and the, the challenge to get to that next level is always different. So it's always now it's, you, you've got to do something different to get to the next level. Uh, and Cosmo Time, we, in the early days, we we have uh, these users signing up, and we have to get, as I mentioned, to thousands of users. And it, it's always uh, uh, it feels like this big wall in front of you where you're going to say, "How am I going to get to uh, to 100,000 users?" Um, so that that's what keeps me awake at night. Uh, By now, you know, it's not my first company. Um, I do do a good job um, discarding the little problems, right? Like, uh, you know, in in the early days, somebody quits, you say, oh, my God, we've lost such and such. Or or customers complain and say, oh, my God, we we dead. You lose a customer. Uh, You think, oh, what are the investors going to think? By now, I know better. I say, look, uh, all these things, you know, don't matter. 
I, I would say uh, I, uh, I play the song uh, from the Beatles, "Let It Be." You know, when the things yeah. you, you <laughs> let it be. Not, I mean, entrepreneur is not supposed to let things be. That's a very individual entrepreneur is to change things. So, but you know, you know, you need to know. Uh, uh, maybe the um, the better way than uh, the better quote uh, instead of. Uh, the Beatles, a better quote is uh, the alcoholic uh, anonymous, you know, uh, it's something along the lines uh, give me the strength, uh, the, the, the strength to, uh, to accept the things I can change, the courage to change the thing I can, and the wisdom to, you know, to differentiate between the two. And that's exactly, that's exactly uh, how, how it is every day. There's always things that you can't control and you have to accept them and then focus on the things you can control. So I love that. Now that's a, uh... Phenomenal way to put it, and yeah, just I, I butchered the alcoholic anonymous quote a little bit, but I think if you Google it, you'll find it. It's a, it's like a yeah, it's the serenity it's, prayer. I think that's serenity called. prayer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's a that's a good one. Uh, foundational stoicism and all that as well. So love it. And so I, I guess then I'm curious for you, like, what is like the the future look like for you, or what are you excited about, or where are you kind of aiming to take everything because it, it's an interesting thing just to where I see where it's like, Oh, you've hit all these milestones. You've hit all this success. Like um, what drives you and then what, what are you moving toward? Yeah. So when we started chili pepper with uh, Alina, we did not stop because we had a particular idea or, or a particular product. We started with the thesis. We thought that the world of uh, sales and more broadly revenue is going to be completely transformed in the coming decade by digital applications. Alina has a super strong background in uh, software development and product design uh, doing B2C applications. So she worked with Bloomberg, she worked with Pearson, she was building apps for our consumers. And our thinking was the uh, beauty of B2C apps is going to come to B2B and transform that world. So that's our thesis. And from the beginning, we thought that's a huge market. Uh, you know, there's like I don't know one to two million uh, revenue professionals that are addressable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's critical to their business. So when when the consumer world is hard to charge more than ten dollars in the B two B world, you can just justify a hundred dollars. That's per month per user, right? So we build that company with the idea that we'll take it all the way. We'll take it public. We'll we, we'll um, go there. And then what we found is that, uh, so we started, that was 2016, markets have evolved and now there's this huge um, uh, reward for SaaS companies that make it dreadful, right? So things that I couldn't believe, so for example, uh, uh, Datadog, uh, uh, I, I know the founder, the two French guys, um, they went public and you think, yeah, this could be a good company. Next thing I looked it up and it was north of $30 billion in market cap. You know, it's like, like it's good. Like Fran Olivier is, I don't know, like uh, you know, he, he can buy uh, half of uh, uh, the city of Paris. You know, uh, it's it's amazing. So that 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 that, and that there are good reasons for that. Is that SaaS businesses, uh, they big margins, they're very predictable, they have growth. So from a business standpoint, they're very attractive, um, and the market rewards them very. Uh, very nicely so that's even more motivating obviously for us to take it all the way because we can see that the financial rewards will be there but um, from the beginning we just wanted to build something uh, significant nice i love that that's just uh 
it's interesting to see just how yeah like the the vision evolves and also yeah i think the opportunity in SaaS is just every day it's just getting bigger and seeing what companies are capable of the rapid growth that's possible in the space and everything it's a exciting, yeah. exciting time to be in tech <laughs> yeah you're exactly right that's a big difference and it's the same thing with uh so customer time as i mentioned i restarted it because to solve my own problem Mm-hmm. But but now that we uh, making progress, we it's it's this is also a large market, even though it's it's more similar to BTC. Uh, there's a huge potential in helping everybody's productivity. Uh, I see uh, um, Asana went public and it's worth uh, worth a few billion uh, Mondays in the same rhymes. There there's also uh, rewards for this is also a large market, and there are also rewards for these type of companies. So the future is looking good. I love that. Um, super fascinating. Well, for other say like entrepreneurs who are earlier on in their journey, um, you know, getting their companies going, you know, what advice would you have for someone who's earlier in their phase building up um, and just kind of in, you know, that, that early, if you were talking to yourself, maybe a few years ago when you were starting Chili Piper, you know, what, what advice would you give yourself? So I always go back to uh, Mark Andreessen's uh, uh, famous blog uh, the only thing that matters is product market fit you know mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I have this way to uh, to think of it initially the way to think of it is say okay I have the acronym called bags so it's the best alternative for the goal of a segment so you 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 want to say is there a segment of people who have a goal that's that I can serve better. So do a better alternative to serve the goal of a segment. And um, and one of the things you need to pay attention is that, is that a real goal? Do, do people really have this goal? And what evidence do I have that this is a real goal? Because the, the number one uh, way for companies to fail is to pursue an imaginary goal. So to think that's, that you're building something that it'd be so cool for people to have, but people... There's no goal for these people that match what you're providing, right? And that's very tricky because uh, very often ideas sound very appealing, right? So, because it sounds cool. Like uh, I've seen tons of companies like that. They do a demo or provide and say, oh, that's so cool. But then you realize that it's very cool, but it doesn't help you do anything in your important frequent goals. And as a result, you won't use it. Uh, That happens all the time. So actually, look, I just got... uh, myself a remarkable uh, notebook so it's i don't know if you heard that it's, it's to replace paper so i took yeah. it as ever so this one i do have a goal because i write a lot of notes and and, and i like it so then the next the next uh, question is if, this, if there is a real goal then are you a really better alternative and when you look at whether for example is remarkable a better alternative than paper and it's very tricky that's just if you found a good goal, it's still you're not there yet because finding a better alternative is very tricky. Why is it tricky? Because it's full of little details in the context that makes something. Uh, so paper has a lot of good aspects to it. It's light. Uh, it's, it's replaceable. Uh, you, f- it's, you find it everywhere. So there are a lot of aspects that you may not have thought of when you design your solution as a better alternative. And you also have to think of how your users are going to evaluate it. So you may think it's a better thing, but they may not think because they may have a different way to evaluate things, right? Which happens a lot. Um, so you have to understand in the context. Uh, like a good example is uh, a chili pepper 
or solution for inbound, which we call concierge, the concierge for your website, by responding in real time to meeting requests and form submissions with double conversion rates. So we, we you know, the conversion rates request to actually uh, opportunity created, we double them. So you think everybody would want that, but then target personas, uh, you know, demanding and marketing ops, they're going to evaluate that in the big process. It's the big picture, right? So they have to certain process, they need to change, they need to change another process. And in the end, they may say, look, you know, we may be losing uh, conversion here, but uh, we don't want to uh, break these other pieces that we have working. So it's um, that's the second challenging part is, are you sure that in their evaluation, your alternative is going to be better? Uh, these are the two things that, that uh, you know, I would tell entrepreneur to focus. I think if you get something that has product market fit, then it, it um, lets you make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> like if you have product market fit, you can screw up a lot of things. It, 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 you still have a good shot at making things work. Well, if you don't, uh, you can try anything you want, you'll go nowhere. So that's the advice I'd give to entrepreneurs. Nice. I love that. And uh, I, I got some insights out of that and just thinking even through my own situations. So I know if I got some value, then the audiences as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Good to hear. Awesome. Well, Nicholas, for if anyone wants to go and find out more about you or your companies online, what's the best place uh, to find that? Yeah. So uh, Chili Piper just launched a self-service freemium solution. So for anybody book meetings, I mentioned our inbound solution, but we do the full life cycle of uh, meetings. Uh, we call it meeting life cycle automation. So we also have a thing called Instant Booker where when you send an email to somebody, instead of giving a link, uh, this is my calendar, you actually propose sometimes and you can uh, add multiple people to a meeting. So you can just simply come to chilipiper.com and uh, try the product uh, on your own. Uh, same thing for Cosmo Time. We have a, a self-service uh, app that you can try. It's spelled with K, so K-O-S-M-O-Time.com. Um, and that's where I can be found. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time, Nicholas. I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find links and show notes from today's episode at leadersofb2b.com.